J Electronica, fuck that. Call me J Elect Hanukkah, J Elect Yamaka, J Elect Ramadan. It's the Going Off Podcast with Rap Greg and Yeats. <laughs> How you doing, Yeats? <laughs> Saying healthy, wealthy minds. <laughs> A great way to open an extra kosher episode of the Going Off Podcast. <laughs> I'm doing okay despite everything going on, and we've got two. I know this is gonna sound. So strange for people who have been listening to the show for the past few months. Mm. New album reviews. Brand spanking relatively. <laughs> Count them two. Normally it's at least one request, but no, man. We actually had to readjust numerous times which albums we were going to be doing because so many big names kept putting shit out. Initially, we had uh, Lil Luzi Vert. Mm-hmm. And uh, Megan the Stallion, and we're like, okay, well, this is gonna be the oh, well, Jay Electronica dropped his album finally, so all we gotta do is, oh, but then we got Donald Glover's new album on his website, ah, oh, but it's like streaming in a really inconvenient way, yeah. we don't know where it begins <laughs> or ends, so that really ain't gonna work. All right, never mind. <laughs> so we settled on, uh, we settled on Megan the Stallion and uh, Jay Electronica. But before we get into either of those, I think we'd be remiss to not at Mm. least touch on the Donald Clover album, because I think people, at least the OG, the fucking off-goers from the way, way back. Oh, of course, yeah. The, we talk about Childish Gambino once every episode, (laughs) they've come to expect a certain level of uh, boot-licking from us, and (laughs) I just, I, I listened for... Because I looked at the track listing, I was like, all right, you got 21, you got fucking Ariana Grande, you got SZA, you got some really big names on here, I'll I'll check it out, fine, whatever. And I just really, like, wasn't feeling it at all. Yeah, it it was just like, it was, it just felt like a whole bunch of variations on the Feels Like Summer track, which I was cool with, but... Yeah, there is that, like, okay, there's only so many times you can do the sepia-tinged, you know, and I don't want to hand out too much, because it, it's nice, but it just doesn't feel like, it didn't feel like it was something that, I, like, I need to find a way to listen to all of this in the right way, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't have that push in me, you know? I think that's how I felt about Awaken My Love, too, where I was like, I really liked Redbone, and then I was like, oh, a whole album of this? I don't know if I need that. <laughs> yeah. I remember you liked that album more than I did. I liked it relatively more, but I also remember noting that it's just like, you know, if you when you have hip hop uh, using funk and sampling it a lot, you know what I'm saying, doing shit like that, it is cool in the sense of like, uh, I, I just reviewed a Del the Funky Homo Sapien song, right? Where it's like, oh yeah, you're oh, using yeah. funk, but now you've added hip hop to it, so it's this expansion thing. But he kind of regressed and just made like a funk you know that didn't really like it's not like it was like neo funk or anything it was just like no this just sounds like you know putting on your your dad's shoes and and playing the music from the 70s you know and it's like and that's that's cool in its own right but it's just like i i am not really interested in hearing that because there's literally a plethora of shit just from george clinton alone you know what i'm saying like yeah why would i listen to the stuff that people are trying to imitate when i could just listen to the original and it be that much better and the big issue like that kind of stares you in the face with that one is the production of a song like redbone where it's like it's literally like a funk derivative like yeah this you know ludwig the producer says that uh he he didn't uh take it from that uh um that bootsy collins song you know i'd rather be with you but it's just like oh it literally sounds like that like that's the exact same groove and so it just like it, it just culminated where it was like, I like this groove, so I'm going to enjoy listening to this. And it is the best song on the album, no doubt. Mm. But I can't shake the fact that it sounds derivative. That was my problem with that last album. And this one feels more like he's doing just like a, a newer, but just, I hate to say blander sound. But that's the only thing I can come up with. Yeah, I didn't really have anything to really hold on to. I texted you back and said it just kind of sounded like a a whack Anderson Pack album? <laughs> mm, maybe that highlights it. 
because I'm thinking like Anderson Pack is also someone who is like, yeah, you know, they, they put him on hip hop stuff, but like he's actually more into, you know, the funk neo soul jazz shit. And he's making that fusion happen in a lot more livelier way. Just listen to King James. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or, or Six Summers where he's like, where he's talking about Donald Trump, where he just like randomly goes like, somebody take this nigga's phone. Is you kidding me? <laughs> I also checked out the Chica EP, Industry Games. Mm-hmm. Uh, just from the fucking clips we've seen on Twitter and Instagram, uh, just leading up to the debut. And I, I liked what I heard on that. I didn't listen to the whole thing, um, but from what I heard, it was pretty good. If we're talking about just music we've been getting into, uh, Theophilus London uh, just put out an album a couple of weeks ago called Baby. Uh, <laughs> B-E-B-E-Y, so I just call it Baby. <laughs> it's this really cool, like, uh, uh, remix and just, like, breathing new life into the 80s sort of um the 80s jamaican uh sound that that dub sound uh y- you know songs like uh uh eddie grant is it eddie grant uh, who did that we're gonna rock down to hey, electric yeah. avenue if you like that song and wanted to hear like a you know 21st century update of what that would sound like definitely check out theophilus london's baby because it is fucking so cool there's one song on there that's called like he- whiplash whiplash uh head in the future but your neck's in the past or something like that it's just so cool the way the sound just washes over you it's a it's such a dope production you so. reminded me in name alone that our girl left at london uh mm. dropped a new remix album for free on her website i think it's just left at london.com called uh you wouldn't download a car which I love the name of that. I love shit. it. <laughs> it's just like ten. It's just got some remixes of some pop tracks. There's a track on here, uh, the Gek 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 Normie remix. Uh, so it's an easier to digest version of uh, your favorite track from the Hundred Gex <laughs> album. Horse, I just fell off the Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> we got the two new albums staring us dead in the face. Let's We've get got it to it. Sugar from a girl, Megan. The stallion. Don't get it. Don't don't get it confused. You want to hit that e twice, is what I'm saying. Megan, you definitely the stallion. <laughs> you don't want to shortchange her on the e. This in the wake of a blockade of some sort. Oh my sort. goodness! Yeah, uh, basically the bigger company that that she's uh, making deals with right now is kind of like looking at her contracts from uh, her indie days very recently and going like. Hey, maybe you shouldn't be fucking with these people because they're kind of screwing you over. Where like the 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 manager, I mean uh, the guy from the smaller label is like, you guys just pick it off me because I'm a black man. And this that and third, and it's just like, oh, uh, oh, really? <laughs> is, is that so? <laughs> Let's look at the actual contract and stipulations of this that and third, you know? And so it's like it's one of those things. Where it's like, of course, the person who has to save face is gonna, you know, fucking try try to fall back on that shit because they probably weren't expecting the shit to, you know know blow up in their face like that you know what i'm saying but yeah she's getting her coinage better uh the word is i think everyone's on higher alert because recently we saw people come out about diddy doing some contract fuckery yeah okay so the thing about that one was uh because i saw the instagram post and it just happened to be when i did the mace episode (laughs) oh yeah perfect timing Uh, the episode on uh, uh what you want yeah yeah um, where it was like, Mace did this post where he was saying, hey, Diddy, uh, recently, I think it was like an award show, I was talking about like, you know, P. Diddy's other saying, we gotta celebrate and support black artists and this, that, mm. and the third, you know, all this positive uplifting stuff, and Mace is like, hey, how about all those times in the 90s where you only gave me like a 24000 you know, dollar advance for the whole year. Oh, and, man. <laughs> you know, and uh, when he was doing shit, like taking money out of his artist's pocket by counting his appearances and his Lambos that he would drive on the set as being part of the expenses for, oh. you know, music video budgets and shit. You know, oh, like, man. stuff like that. And then um, the most recent thing was the idea that he was like, um, there was some uh, European guy that wanted to get the publishing rights uh, uh, to Mace's uh, material, and uh, P. Diddy, and Mace wanted to go to P. Diddy directly and said, like, hey, man, you know, can you get that back to me? You know, like, I- I've been waiting to eat off that plate, like, for real, for real, like, l- let me get that money. And he's like, oh, uh, well, and P. Diddy responds, like, oh, well, the deal is $2 million, so um, you can talk with him about that if you want to. And it's just like, whoa. <laughs> 
Black Pop Tart was cool. <laughs> and even on top of that, Kellis came out about Pharrell. Yo, I can't take it. <laughs> it's too fucking much, man. <laughs> I thought everything was cool. <laughs> when I read the quote that Kella said she was like front row at a Pharrell show and started yelling at him from the audience about the fucking publishing money <laughs> she claims he stole from her. Like, oh, oh. man. Oh, this is that, not that's good. That's another man. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Megan... I Let's fucking sugar. Da, 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 da. Ah, honey, honey. Ba, 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 ba. Mm, <laughs> I guess. So what we got here is, I guess it's an EP. Yeah, essentially. It was like 29 minutes. <laughs> People are getting more and more cavalier and comfortable with just, here's something. Just throw it out. <laughs> don't act like you don't want it. <laughs> I definitely appreciate that more than... I gotta really force this to be an hour so you can tell there's a bunch of shit that probably shouldn't have made it, but it's obvious Lewis. filler. Lewis. 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 Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Horrible cold. Oh, man. I try to tell people about that fucking album, too. If you were, in fact, talking about Funeral, I don't know. It very well could be an illness that I wasn't aware of. <laughs> um, And yeah, I gotta be like, yeah, dude, you should really check out, like, the five first. tracks. Yeah, like, <laughs> I hate having to do that. Five incredible tracks. <laughs> please, 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 please do not listen past that. And, please, and don't please. judge me if you happen to yeah, hear them. That's the thing. <laughs> it's like the fucking when you're on Twitter and one of, the, one of like, the people who follows you, like, subtweets or tweets at someone and it looks bad on you because you're, like, <laughs> tagged in the tweet. Like, right. Dude, <laughs> This is gonna reflect poorly on me. I I can't I can't risk it. But Megan here, keeping it very tight. I haven't really been paying attention to the songs leading up to it, so this was my first time hearing. I think just about all of these. I think I had heard uh, B I T C H. I heard that one because I remember I, heard I, that I, I put that on my Station Head uh, channel. It uses the fucking uh, I, I want to be with you. And I'm sorry. I love that fucking beat, so I'm going to like it wherever it's used. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where the difference being, she's actually like rapping on it and giving you a different topic. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's. It, I find it a, a cool, immediate contrast to the rather be a nigga by Tupac, right? It's like, that's how I like it, right? It's like, oh, this is the female, you know, response of that in the same way that, like, you know, uh, like 10 years ago, Nicki Minaj did a, a, a female version of Warning, you know what I mean? So that's why I was like, oh, I like this, you know? How about when Nicki did the female version of Dreams? Uh, no, you can keep that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's like, what you are going to say. Half committed to the... <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> With that half committed to music video... <laughs> Oh, you remember fuck. that shit where we're just like I well, didn't that... even watch the video for that. Oh, that one. That. yeah, it had a music video, and it was just like at first it was like you know she's rapping about uh, how she's go not gonna fuck this guy and and I fuck this guy and da 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 talking about these rappers in the industry, and it's like there's one or two puppets in there that kind of looks like DJ Khaled and Lil Wayne. Oh lame. fuck, that's right. And oh then, no. But, and after a while, I was just like, who the fuck is that supposed to be? Is it is that the fucking puppet from the Happy Time Murders or some shit? Like what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> is that from the Henson workshop? How'd yeah, you get that? But it's like you're mentioning all these rappers, but you're not referencing them in the, in the video. Uh, okay. But anyway. Sorry, I'm not It's easy to do. It's fine. <laughs> Going on podcast. <laughs> Goes off once again. But let's get into this album. <laughs> what did you think, Muse? I want to ask you. It's kind of hit or miss, honestly, in my yeah. opinion. Um, strongest cuts, if I have to go ahead and say those right out the gate, would have to be Captain Hook and Rich. <laughs> yes, <Those> sir. <laughs> absolutely fucking take the cake. Worst track on the album, if I had to say, would be Crying in the Car. Oh, absolutely. Actually, What I Need had a lower rating. Yeah, yeah. That Okay, so... I'll, I'll just lay out how I feel about this album, right? The first six tracks, I'm actually okay with. 
right? Like, I feel like, you know, the ain't equal, okay, introduction, uh, Savage, oh, you know, you're hearing her lyricism and funny shit she's saying, I would never trip on a nigga if I had him, bitch, that's my trash, you the maid, so you bagged him, I'm like, oh, okay, (laughs) you know what I'm saying, she's got slick shit, Captain Hook is a fucking banger, you're the goddamn sword being unsheathed and tapped two times for the beat, it's so fucking cool, some fucking Wu-Tang shit. I wish the album had more shit like Captain Hook, because- It definitely comes back to what we said about Doja Cat. Doja Cat is just kind of known for having a personality, having a certain attitude, and then you listen to the album and it's only on display on, like, one or two cuts. Yeah, yeah. And Megan is the same way. She presents herself in a way that you've come to expect. So going into this album, my, my expectation, the bar, was set a little too high. And it didn't really hit it, except for those one or two times. Ah, uh, see, my bar was set low, and so I was really? actually, yeah, and so I, I actually really enjoyed that there were, like, so many barbs that were, like, on top of it just being, we don't hear female voices, like, talking their shit in a prominent way, like, in general, and she's actually, like, doing some nice little jabs in it as well, you know, she's not, she's not weak with the bars, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't sure, because you had Megan's song on the Birds of Prey album as your favorite so mm-hmm. i kind of figured you'd be going uh, fucking with the flying the banner of uh, of megan yeah no 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 I, I felt like that was like a higher mark than she had been doing like i feel like she's uh, huh yeah and and now with this album i feel like she's actually actively improving saying some slick shit that really gets in your fucking head and makes you like catches you off guard and makes you laugh in a way that's like i like this personality and i want to hear what she's going to say next you know instead of i know this next song is going to be about how our pussy's tight and how it gets so wet i know that you know but it's like it's that thing where it's like if you can make me care about your personality i can ride with you despite that and so i was actually with her on uh, a lot of these tracks hit my phone i thought it was a great hook by Kalani. I fucking wanted to sing it as soon as I fucking heard it. (laughs) You put Kalani on a track that cheat code for me. An absolute win. Fucking took me right back to that song with with Kyle. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love Kalani's features. And on uh, Cardi? On God, what song was it? Rings? Uh, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, You know him, I lie no more. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, when she's on a hook, she really is able to personify what the song is about in a way that makes you invested into the uniqueness of this individual song, right? Am I getting that out right? Like, you know, like when you go back and listen to songs in the past, you're like, that song represents this, that song represents this. This is why that was a hit, because it really represented that. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't Mm -hmm. just a generic song. It's why it stands out, you know? And I feel like she does that when, whenever I hear the chorus, it feels like this chorus matters, as opposed to, there are a lot of songs out there that I've listened to lately where the songs, I call it uneventful choruses, you know, where it's just kind of like, oh yeah, it doesn't really matter what they're saying it's just generic girl i love you and we popping bottles in the club uh, cough cough 50 percent of uh chris brown's discography cough cough uh oh, <laughs> but no i don't mean to pit people against each other. i mean you're fucking, fucking right insane. though you're not wrong and then you get b-i-t-c-h i fucking love this track i love the way she flipped it it's 2020 bitch i have to argue about twerking that's a great line yeah yeah that line specifically stuck out to me because like i know that that is a thing within you know like male hip hop culture of like judging women for being sexual and this, that, and the third. And uh-huh. it was just like a moment where it was just like, oh, damn, she's still having to deal with fuckboys who are on this shit, even though she is like the fucking representation of that. So why the fuck would you be coming to her with any bullshit, you know, about like, hey, girl, you know, I love you, but man, I, I don't know how I feel about the twerking you're doing. The, the, the thing that's part of your fucking personality that's paying your goddamn bills. Oh, uh, I feel some type of way. Like, shut the fuck up. There have been so many things you're mentioning that make me want to mention the other album we're talking about, but I'll save it. <laughs> uh, we'll get yeah. there when we get there. <laughs> then the last three tracks just fucking dropped me. You had Stop Playing, just a nothing of a track. Okay, this is kind of a generic song when she's doing this shit. Oh, and then we got a guy rapper coming in and making it even more generic with how it sounds just like enough. You know what I mean? The last line he says is like, uh, keep that shit on. Every day I be dressed. I'm rocking Margilla. That t-shirt is mesh. And it's just like, 
That's the last line on the lyric before we go back to the hook, where she's saying, like, stop playing with me, bitch, stop playing with me. It's, like, it's hardcore. And the last thing I wanted to tell you is that my t-shirt is mesh. Like, what? <laughs> like, it so doesn't matter, <laughs> you know? That's a very impactful takeaway, Gunna. Thank you. I'll, I'll remember that and cherish that. Gunna's feature, uh, I could take or leave it. It, it didn't really add much of anything. Definitely leave it. Uh, <laughs> then crying in the car, just the fucking, oh, right, uh, uh, I know you've been doing the hot girl badass shit, but you gotta show a little emotion. Oh, man. <laughs> and I, honestly, oh. honestly, like, I had gotten up to this point where I was like, yeah, she's not giving us a lot of variation, but she's being solid on the tracks where, you know, she is that because it's at least giving you the personality yeah. that you can enjoy. And then it's like, oh, let me switch it up on you. I know you wanted to see another side of Megan, and it's just like, I don't know if I no. really do. I don't think this is a strength. And it sucks because like I remember when the track list was released, people were eyeing that uh, title the most. Like, crying in the car? What? Oh, that doesn't sound like it's going to be the typical hot girl shit. You know, what's going to happen? And it's, yeah, nothing really, you know? I was kind of turned off a little bit going in and the first track ain't equal. I thought it was okay. I got... A reminder of the first track on Invasion of Privacy, the Cardi album. Interesting. I felt that way too, the Get Up 10. Addressing the haters who say I'm only selling sex and I'm doing more than that. So it's like, I don't love tracks that address haters um, because it just feels like... It feels like it's just for the internet. Yeah, like, oh, fucking take this, Reddit. Who fucking <laughs> cares? You fuck, you've got way more shit going on. But in a lot of these tracks, I thought the beats overshadowed Megan in almost every track, especially when we get towards the end. Like, and pl stop playing with me. That track has got, like, a xylophone I thought on so, the too. Beat. I was like, this is a cool, like, West Coast light sort of, like, I thought mix. that like, was okay. dope. But then the rest of it is just like, eh. As soon as I heard that toned down mega delivery on Stop Playing, exactly. I, was like, I was like, I'm not a fan of this. Then that's just the rest of it. It was like, oh, damn, that really sucks because I'm not fucking with this. And on Ain't Equal, I remember there was a line where it was like, I kind of liked it, but it was, okay, so the line was a, uh, Niggas getting mad because they can't hit, boy, this my pussy. Stick the whole clip up in your throat and make you feel pussy. And it was like one of those things was like, oh, that's such a cool, like, visual like line of like, I stick this clip in your throat and make you feel like a pussy. But it's just mm. like, just rhyme pussy with pussy. Like, you know, like, it's just so like. I can't you... overlook that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I ended up getting a three, which I think is. I got is a three a... as well, yeah. Man, I almost took took off points for Rich being so short. Hmm? A minute and 36. I, oh my god, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I really liked that cut, the beat and the flow. It had potential to be the absolute, like, it almost took over Captain Hook. But it's a minute and 36. Like, what's that one line? He says, uh, he be eating everybody pussy. I can't kiss him. I'm gonna give him back when he broke. I can't fix him. Should, uh, should have saw my face when I ran it up in Louis. I'm gonna treat the nigga how he looked. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you gotta love that. I don't want to just, you know, put people in a box or only do this one thing. But, man, when that, like, one thing is, like, far and away the most entertaining thing you do. Give the people what they want. <laughs> I remember really, really liking uh, Hot Girl Summer. I thought that track was fucking dope. And I was really excited to hear more of it. I'm, I'm coming to the realization that... I don't want to say she's like, like, you know, one trick pony or whatever, but I don't know. It seems like whenever you veer off of that one thing, it just doesn't work. Yeah. It's like, I wonder if you do just have that one thing. Yeah. And then the issue becomes, it's like, yeah, do I need to hear more than one song from you at that point? You know, like if that's all the only uh, cylinder you have, you know? Yeah. Like, am I good with just fucking Captain Hook and nothing else on here? Like, I would say Captain Hook hit my phone for Kalani and bitch, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, I would trade bitch for rich. Rich. <laughs> but even then, it's so fucking short that it's yeah. like, mm, it feels weird to even recommend. Going into the next album, the long-awaited 
Jay Electronica Electronica album. Oh, 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 but but excuse me, excuse me. It's not just a Jay Z. It's not just a uh, Jay Electronica album. It's also a Jay Z collabo production. What? Didn't see that coming, bitch. (laughs) I did. (laughs) I think I think most people kind of. Well, you know what? No, I'll, I'll take that back. I've the people heard, who are actually paying attention to Jay Electronica's no album dropping ass for over a decade? I've heard Jay Electronica be brought up on this show a few times by you. In every so often, I, I don't even know if there was ever really a pattern to it, but I never really heard anything of him, so whenever he'd be brought up, it'd be like, yeah, yeah, of course. Jay Electronica. <laughs> yeah. So, fi- so when you text him, you know, like, the album's finally, and I was like, whoa, okay, I keep hearing people talk about it, this is gonna be a big fuck deal. Uh, um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hold on, let's, let's get into it. <laughs> so, uh, my, my, I'll put it to you like this, my personal experience with him is, I remember Exhibit C coming out, right? It was like fucking high school, that's how long ago that was, it's like oh, over man. a decade, it's like 2009 when that goddamn thing came out. Yeah. And I remember Oof. everyone was going like, oh! Holy shit, can you imagine, can you believe this underground guy from fucking New Orleans is being played on Hot 90 fucking 7, whoa, it's mm. incredible, and it's and it's not some fucking, you know, uh, uh, he didn't have to sell out, right, like, it was with this, like, you know, uh, whatever, five minute flowing track where he's just going off lyrically, and I remember, like, having that feeling of, like, yeah, he is, like, really good, and I like listening to it, and then every now and then he'll say something like, Jay Electromedon, and Jay Elect Hanukkah, and Jay Elect Yamaka, and I'll be like, what the hell was that? <laughs> and it felt to me like there was an added pomp and circumstance to him by nature of the fact that he uses a lot of... And it's cool to hear how he twists the words sometimes with the rhyming, but after a while, it's just like, that feels like the one-trick pony. You know what I'm saying? Like, And it's a more complicated one-trick pony, but after a while, I'm listening to these songs, and it's like, this is really epic-sounding what does it mean, though? You know, like, and and I, I don't want to treat him like some uh, Kanye West shit, because I do think he's better than that. I do think he's more engaging than that. I do think his production and beat work gives him a better edge for that. Yeah. again, I do sometimes get the feeling of, like, with the Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, one that he did, where it just feels like, can he only rap to beats without, like, actual drum tracks in them? You know? Because <laughs> it makes it sound more epic, you know, to have it feel all really free form like it does and now no doubt there are times where it actually does sound really fucking cool uh there's one track where he talks about like you know uh, i'm floating over on a cloud and you hear the production under him and it's like that actually like fits and sound like i can feel the visualization and how cool that's like you're on a fucking you know aladdin's carpet you know what i'm saying going over agrified shit you know so like i can feel that at certain points but there are other points where it feels like i'm supposed to respect this just because of the pop and circumstance i never thought i'd see the day when i'm siding with joe <laughs> fucking button if you took jay electronica's raps off this album and it was just jay-z this would have been so much better because Jay-Z overshadows and outshines Jay Electronica on every sure track he's on. I put here are like from him. <laughs> I don't think I highlighted a single fucking thing for a good reason that Jay Electronica actually said. Most of the things just kind of either didn't hit me at all or like I said, Hit me in a negative way. Well, um, we'll let's get to get that to it right now with track fucking one. <laughs> I I hate uh, this so much. Like I, it, it's the same feeling I had with uh, the Wu Tang Clan, right? Where it's just like I love the Wu Tang Clan. They're so awesome. Oh, yeah. I'm listening to you know Wu Tang forever. You know the uh, uh, the first track was gonna be so epic. And it, what was this six minute track about the the, the, the preacher of the Wu-Tang Clan is gonna spit some game to you about how evolution's not real? Oh yeah, like, that was fucking garbage. I forgot about that. <laughs> and here you got the very unfortunate uh, Louis Farrakhan being sampled for half the track and then the rest of it is just kind of like an instrumental. Your boy Farrakhan comes up Way more and, and than his life. Exactly um, what the fuck he says. <laughs> I'm going to prove that the black 
people are the chosen people. And and you know, if you have your belief, you know, that's fine. You know, I'm not gonna be able to convince you whatever the fuck, but it's specifically the way he says it. He goes like, like any good lawyer in a courtroom, he tells you what he's gonna prove. And then he goes and proves it and lets the jury make the decision. And it's like, okay, oh snap, okay, what is your proof? Tell me. And it's literally some other guy said that we are the chosen people, and that's why we are. And it's like, what? That didn't mean anything. When I was listening to it the first time, and before I knew who it was, I was willing to let it ride. I thought it was weird having that be the fucking intro to your album. Then when I saw that it was actually Farrakhan, I was like, oh no. I didn't mention it last time because I forgot when we were talking briefly about the hey we got public enemy at the Bernie Sanders rally and you open up and bring the noise you're at a Bernie Sanders rally and you know for those who don't know uh, Bernie is Jewish and Chuck D when it gets to that one line I th- I'm gonna have to go Wait, back I- and watch it but <laughs> from how I remember <laughs> It seriously sounded like he like he went, I'm gonna profit and I think you ought to listen oh. to it. <laughs> like he had to fucking mumble his way through it like, oh shit, I just realized I probably shouldn't say that here. I'm gonna profit oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh and, no, and, Chuck. You know, if, if I were to break it down, let, let's break it down because like Chuck D is someone I feel like is very intelligent, is someone I feel like actually did a lot for hip hop and did a lot for black people concerning making these issues something that you could not escape even in our popular music. But a poet, uh, 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 you know, an early t- black poet in the early 20th century he was talking about how he had met up with like Nation of Islam people. And he was just like, you know, the crazy thing about this is it's like, they are right in their indignation and their anger about what is happening and all of this shit, but they are very clearly redirecting it by nature of like, we like, you know what I'm saying? That idea of like, we don't have power. And so we'll hate these people, <laughs> you know? And so it's like, but the issue is the nation of Islam in the black community, in such a disenfranchised community is the only hope so many black people in that shit had you know that shit like pervades to this day and it sucks even when so when it's someone who i feel like is you know doing a lot of good relatively like a chuck d uh, and to a lesser extent a um j electronica i feel like he has some incredible amazing imagery and so flips of wordplay at certain points but it never directly feels like he's saying anything actually important you know what i'm saying like this isn't exactly you know the the muslim immortal technique you know what i'm saying right about here by the way is where i have to splice in the audio of when flavor flav was on eric andre (laughs) chuck d said farrakhan's a prophet who i think you ought to listen to isn't farrakhan also a racist anti-semite who's responsible for the assassination of malcolm x I don't know what the f*** you saying, G, but let me tell you something. The best cut on here would probably have to be Shiny Soup Theory. Yeah, definitely. Worst cut would probably go to... I'd say Ezekiel's Wheel! (laughs) The one with (laughs) Jay-Z! It's like, I was looking across the room... And my eyes were narrowing on Ezekiel's wheel, and you knew from across the room exactly what I was looking at. Like that one. We gonna see as the dream slowly floats out of the room with that fucking vocal line. Can, can we just? They get some really interesting things that never yeah. pay off yeah. on this album, and especially on Ezekiel's wheel. It starts off with the sample of like a newscaster saying, uh, "There have been reports of identified yeah, flying UFOs. objects." Whoa, and what's going on? We, and we are here to confirm that those are legitimate or whatever. Like these are real, and then it just never gets back to that. So here you're sitting through a track that's almost seven fucking minutes, and it just doesn't go anywhere. Instead, you hear this. Like, it was like, we gonna see, we gonna talk, just repeating into oblivion, Jay-Z's fucking, right now, repeating. And it's like slowed down, the slowed down flow of it, where he's like, my time is right now, talk to me 
Nice. It's like, what, what, are, you, are you intimidating me? Are are you the kid, the black kid from Malcolm in the Middle? What's going on here? <laughs> this is fucking Stevie. Um, and then and then what do you get from fucking E? I'm catching bodies. I'm gonna catch a body. Like, oh my god, E. What? what? He kept it's saying so that. So fucking whack, dude. Like, are you gonna say anything with this cut? Like, you've established yourself as. You've got some shit to say, alright? When you're when you when your opening track, by the way, entitled The Overwhelming Event. Ooh, oh, can you feel the tidal wave of lyrics ah. sitting ominously over your head about to crash? <laughs> this was one of the most underwhelming like experiences, except for the production. On any yeah, yeah, track yeah. that would have been weak or whack otherwise, the production usually saves it yeah but we do have to throw some fucking love to jay-z once again track like uh ghosts of soldier slim i think he started first yeah he rapped first and that's what people were going like hey why (laughs) that's really weird (laughs) it's been over a decade (laughs) and the first thing you want us to hear is (laughs) jay-z like bitch well all right (laughs) but you know, Jay-Z fucking delivers. Next time they bring up the gods, you're gonna respect us. That little vest ain't gonna do you. I shoot from the neck up. I ain't even trying to hold you. Magnolia Slim, I'm a soldier from that mode. I'm the ghost of him from the era of police stretches. No cameras catch it. Drop you off in a rival hood. You'd rather be arrested. <laughs> it's like, mm. oh my God. There's one lyric where it's a little offbeat where he just goes like, no civilization is conquered from the outside until it destroys itself from within. Pit. Yeah. <laughs> It's like that's the that's the most lopsided uh, two line phrase there. Like eighteen words and then pin. <laughs> there is a lot of really awkward flow on this album for, from both of them. A lot of Jay's verses. Well, I thought they were okay, especially his verse in uh, Ghost of Social Slim. Sounds kind of like a freestyle. Like it's sloppy. It feels like he's just kind of spitting out ideas as they come to him. Yeah. And where I felt like that that was definitely an essential part of the aesthetic on 444. Yeah, it does feel like Yeah. No, you just you just oh, <laughs> like get on the beat. Do a second take, motherfucker. <laughs> and then did you notice like the end of like every track, especially this one, for a really long time, has just someone in the background going, a sack, a sack, a sack, a sack, a sack. Like, what oh the, yeah. What the fuck was that? A sack, a sack, a sack. It's like what I don't. Yeah, kids, which just made it sound randomly cheesy, <laughs> like it was like it was fucking Five Nights at Freddy or something. The the first time the kids cheer in Ghost of Social Slim, I was I, I laughed and I was like that works one time. Boy, do they ruin it <laughs> one time. And then just that fucking. I gotta talk about that couplet, dude. The uh, fucking uh, which track? Electronica couplet. You know the one! Oh, that is track one! Yeah! <laughs> Fuck! We will not spend a lot of time on this, but it has to be pointed out because a couple news outlets have reported on it. Pete Rosenberg of, uh, I believe, Hot 97, he brought it up. Yeah. You know? Uh huh. And I think he had a very good point about what he, like, an undeniably good point. On a track, which, by the way, opens with another Farrakhan sample, so we got two tracks in a row that have Farrakhan on them. And I bet you a Rothschild, I get a bang for my dollar. The synagogue of Satan want me to hang by my collar. On top of what you already are uh, hearing by, was it the synagogue of Satan? Oh, bro, that's very specific. He's at the synagogue. I was like, oh, geez. Yeah. Oh, geez, that on top of that, he actually was dating a Rothschild at one point. Was he? Yeah. Uh, I think it's Katie what? Rothschild. Yeah. And, oh, wow. And so I'd actually post on Twitter. It's like, it actually sounds like he, if you put that in the context, because he's literally saying one of their names, it sounds like he's saying like, oh, yeah, I bet you a Rothschild I'm going to bang for my buck. And, you know, and it'll probably make the synagogue of Satan want to hang me by my collar. It's like, okay. Uh. Huh. <laughs> Phrase synagogue of Satan. He had used it once before. Uh, Pete Rosenberg called it out on Twitter and he actually used the wrong lyric. He was like, 
uh, I actually didn't realize that it was from this. He's done this more than once. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my bad. This is another time he said this. And that's what made it even worse. It was like, okay, that's, yeah, this ain't a fucking, you know, once is an accident, twice is a a coincidence. You know, putting fucking Farrakhan in your album is a fucking pattern. (laughs) Yeah. If you didn't already sample Farrakhan on your album and set that precedent, I probably would have thought it was weird still anyway. But that was like, oh, oh, this is a, this is just a thing. When I first initially heard it, because, you know, I'm, I'm not Jewish, so it just kind of like rolled out my head. Right. But, you know, from what I do know of Jewish people, it's like, they, they don't worship Satan. So, <laughs> yeah. so when I first heard that, it just sounded like, you know, the rest of this album, just like super epic religious sounding poetry, you know, but yeah. not really a lot behind it. But it sounds really cool, right? You know? And so when I, but when, yeah, when Pete Rosenberg brought it up, uh, and brought it up that it had been used more than once and all that sort of shit. And he, and he'd even brought up in the thread that he was just like, I feel like as, you know, uh, a Jewish person in hip hop, like I feel odd bringing it up and like, Oh, should I feel bad for saying it? Because, you know, in risk being accused of just being someone who's trying to break up hip hop. And, but then he was like, but nah, fuck that. I remember listening to hip hop in the nineties and hearing people being, you know, openly, uh, anti-Semitic and shit and just like having that uncomfortableness. And he's like, so you know what? I am going to talk about it. And I, I, I appreciate him for doing that you know what i'm saying i mean honestly beyond that i didn't think it was even that great of a cut just because it sounds so sloppy and i do feel this way with a lot of albums just in general just because we listen to a lot of albums it definitely feels like the first track is like this isn't actually the best it's just the first track we're putting here you know do you you ever get that feeling with a lot of the albums we listen to yeah there's better on this and if i had just heard this one track i probably wouldn't have been as interested but there's other shit down the pike that's like that kicks shit up a lot better you know um yeah i remember writing specifically at the end like there's a cool guitar that happens but why is this other shit happening all around it a sack a sack a sack yeah like well, and, and it cheapens the epicness that this is trying to go for, right? By just having this yeah. stop children shouting sound and just going, yay! Like, what am I fucking listening to the Sarah Silverman show or some shit? What are you going for <laughs> at that point? What's the purpose? And then there's the blinding. Again, I think Jay-Z does a great job. What in the hell is this hook? <laughs> Travis Scott, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> The, the sun and the stars, the, the shining really bright. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what? What are you? What are you saying? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. You know that sounds stupid. <laughs> Beyond the beat on that one, I I wasn't feeling the track. I didn't think either of them really had that great of verses. It's one of those things where it's like the verse by J Electronica is okay until you think about it, like. You know, uh, he has this lyric where he says, you know, and I want to quote, um, Hove hit me up like, what, you scared of heights? Knowing your sister's working tired, gotta do something nice. I'm like, don't he know I stay up for Fallon late nights? Yeah, his sister's name is Fallon. She needs bread, she needs rice, she needs threads, she needs ice. Either tell it to my bank account or say it to the dice. When I lay down in my bed, it's like my head is in a vice. Oh, what to do? Jay Electronica, he's trying to figure out what to do. Maybe release an album more than once per decade. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's just like... I don't know, man. You don't sound too rushed. <laughs> and two of the... I did you think that fucking, was the best part. And you read some fucking 39-minute album after 10 years, two minutes of which is just the slog of Farrakhan saying nothing. And then fucking name-dropping him on every other fucking track. There's a really interesting part, kind of bringing it back to Jay, that I wanted to mention. On The Blinding, Jay Electronica drops the, the M-word slur for little people. I think it's interesting... The timing of which he does it, because he says it right before Jay picks up, and Jay had the sense to, when he said it on 444, say, oh no, that's that's politically incorrect. <laughs> yeah, and I'm at least acknowledge, hang the lampshade, yeah, like, you know, like, uh. may- Maybe you shouldn't have said it in the first place, but the fact that you were then like, hey, you know, maybe that's not the right word to say. <laughs> Jay Electronic is like, nah, fuck that shit. I'm just gonna throw it out here like it's nothing, like, oh man, I don't like this guy at all. <laughs> like, I'm already not feeling him that much in his fucking style and flow, and just every chance he gets, he's getting thrown out something shitty. But I didn't like the, uh, ending all the bars with Sir. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> I didn't like it on the Nicki Minaj album, and I didn't like it here. <laughs> 
And I remember Never Ending Story. I thought that had like a really epic sound and beat, right? Then you listen to like Jay Electronica's rhymes and he's like, his uptown smile was gold like a Frankie Beverly day. His favorite song from Prince was not Raspberry Beret. It was Sometimes It Snows in April. See, I like the songs that aren't the hits. You know, it's just like, all right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that fucking part. A lot of Jay Electronica, I got to specify, yeah. um, just kind of feel, I, I, I don't know what Compass? the word is. Yeah. Yeah. Either that or like, like it doesn't sound like so someone. Oh, the epicness! But what is he saying? <laughs> it doesn't feel like shit. People have been waiting for a decade for. Yeah. Like, I don't. It doesn't match the hype. You know what it is? That Immortal Technique album we listened to. That sounds like all right. If I had to wait a decade for that, okay. <laughs> you know, it sounded like you need to find the fucking orchestra and the fucking Spartan foot soldiers to be running in the fucking song, so it sounds real epic and shit. You know what I mean? That sounds right. like a production that took a while. Yeah, this sounds like four forty four. The lost tapes. They fucking brought the kids cheering back on shiny suit theory and Universal Soldier. I couldn't believe. I'm so annoyed. Two tracks oh, I legitimately man. really fucking liked. I didn't think the dream. I think he did an okay job. No, I didn't like the dream at all. I feel like he is a very inadequate hookmaker. I, I want to say that really probably right now because it feels like he gets used in a lot of projects we listen to, like the Kanye West. He does, album, and it's just like, does this guy sing that well to you guys? Because whenever I hear him, his songs always just his hooks always just sound kind of empty. You know, like give me T Pain for fuck's sake. Give me a personality. They are very generic. I'll absolutely give him that. On on Shiny Suit Theory, though, I think it works the best on this album in how the song has kind of got this piano-based instrumental, either it's a sample of an old track or something, but they put an effect over it that makes it sound old, if, if it's a sample or not. I, this, uh, the Shiny Suit Theory was one of the, so the, the song where I liked the dream the most, and it didn't sound like him, because, again, it sounded like there was some sort of effect on his voice, and I was thinking, like, is this, like, a sample of something? And I looked it up, I was like, no, it says the dream, so it's gotta they, be him. They made it sound like it was on this old song they were sampling, and in that context, I was like, oh, that's pretty dope, actually. Yeah, because at first... I, I like, like that. I was like, does Jay-Z's voice sound like it's, like, clipping or distorted or something? <laughs> But yeah, I realized what was happening. I want to get one line out of the way uh, from Never Ending Story. So again, I'm listening to this guy spitting these, you know, uh, hardcore lyrics. Uh, uh, you know, um, he was brought up by the faithful in the cage of every unclean bird, ungrateful and hateful. I'm at war like the Dukes of Hazard against the bosses of hogs. Gip, gip, giggity. Alchemist put the ice in on the soliloquy. Uh, let it be known forever. I niced up the pen something considerably. Uh, hold on. What the fuck is gip, gip, giggity? Where the fuck is that come from? Does Alchemist say gip gip giggity when he uh, makes a dope beat? Like, that's just such a strange thing to say in the middle of this, like, really dense multi-syllabic rhyme. And it's just, like, it's these uh, weird things that he keeps shoving in here that keep reminding me that, like, oh, yeah, despite the fact that this sounds really epic, it doesn't really mean that much. <laughs> Another absolute highlight. Thinking I was the last one a lot would lay his blessings on. I was trying not to end up like Tony in that restaurant. Now I'm the general of the Geechee army. What don't kill us make us stronger. That's Nietzsche on me. Yeah. Hot boy like I'm BG. That's Fiji on me. We done dunked the fed charges. Now we eating confit. It was like, okay. That fucking Jay-Z flow on that? Mmm. So yummy. But Going to the end where it's like, all right, we got another minute and a half instrumental. Instead of the dream doing like the absolute least, we've got James Blunt doing what? the absolute what? least. What in the world? I was like, because I, I, I was scrolling down and I was like, wait, James Blunt? Oh, did, did he do like a part earlier in the. Oh, no. He did, what the fuck? <laughs> Who the fuck asked for James Blunt? Can we talk about Flux Capacitor? Uh, one of my least enjoys. Uh, oh, second least next to Ezekiel's wheel. But yeah, the, the, okay. I remember like hearing the beat at first and being like, this is a very chunky beat. But then like Jay-Z kind of did a flow over that was like, oh, I, okay. He's doing the bouncy shit. Like that kind of works. But then as soon as like he's not there, it's like, no, I'm just forced to d deal with the fact that this beat's just kind of clunky and, you know, just weirdly noisy for some reason. It starts off like a throwback, like, banger, 
Where it's got the, you know, to my uptown positive, my uptown Yeah, exactly. It's like the fucking, get the guy, get the guy. Like the song on J, uh, on 444, you know, East Side, nigga, with the East Side. Da, da, da. You know where it's yeah, just like he's just like, going, you know? All right, cool. This is pretty dope. I, it doesn't fit on this album yeah. at all, but whatever. I'm digging it. Then, like, in this fucking club <laughs> banger. <laughs> When I die, please don't tweet about my death, trying to get mentions, bringing attention to yourself. Please don't post some pic in the club with some quote you stole, like we're tighter than we was, yeah. trying to get likes from my love. If you can't go to the crib and give my mama a hug, I like what that. is this doing on this club banger, Jay? <laughs> I like it, but what is it doing here? Yeah. And then the the weirdly, slightly too fast uh, switch up at the end with, like, the Rihanna sample, where she's like, what the hell's happening? Like, oh, yeah! Slow down! They're sampling this fucking Rihanna song throughout the whole track, and then it's like, oh, Rihanna basically gets a fucking guest verse, but we're gonna, <laughs> like... Double like, fucking Marvin Gaye on music by Eric Sermon. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they were, they were going for on that. It felt like... Hey, man, it, it, it's like the inverse of the Megan Thee Stallion. It's like, now we've been talking all this, like... All this fucking pompous and shit, religious stuff. We gotta have uh, yeah, we gotta something turn up that gloves. <laughs> something that kind of resembles a banger. I the guess the faster the beat goes, the more people will enjoy it as a club song, right? That's how that works. <laughs> I wanted to point out the lyric on here. So you know, Jay Z, you know, he's doing his uh, grown man bragging shit. He goes like, "Why would I sell out? I'm already rich. Don't make no sense. Got more money than Goodell. A whole NFL bench. Uh, did it one handed like Odell, handcuffed to a jail. I would have stayed on the sideline if they could have tackled the shit themselves." And then it just like mm. it just specifically made me think of that failed thing of uh, yeah. <laughs> that they wanted to do, where it's like, hey, we're bringing in Jay Z to help you know bring in the black audience for the NFL, and oh no, too many black people are looking into the fact that uh, this thing is actually not going to help black people that much, and it's just going to siphon more money into our pockets. Like, oh fuck, you know, oh, fuck it, let's go for the Latinos. Uh, yeah, hey, me. but <laughs> look, Jay Z sitting through the anthem. Yeah, he's with us. Now. I I, I wasn't doing that on purpose. Uh, <laughs> okay, never mind, I guess. No, my foot was hurting Fuck. that night. <laughs> There's a line in uh, Fruits of the Spirit that I wanted to highlight, which, again, in any other context, I probably wouldn't have highlighted, but with the context clues, I have to. Like Vince Staples said, we just wading in the water. My people out in Flint, still bathing in the slaughter. Okay. Ice out here, ripping families apart at the border. Uh. Satan struck Palestine with yet another mortar. Uh. Look, Jay, I agree. Israel's kind of shitty, and especially what they're doing to Palestine. And do and you see how people, like, extrapolate that shit to be... And that's why all the, you know, yeah. Maybe, maybe tone down on the Satan stuff. You're connecting the dots, you got the context clues, and, every, like, everything builds off of the last thing you heard, and it's like, oh man, I really wish he would get off that already. Yeah. When I was listening to this song, what I heard was the fact that he was sampling that song that uh, Talib Kweli had used a little while ago, that Never Been In Love Before song, that, never been in love before so i was hearing that but it was that thing where it's like when i heard that song you know 10 or something years ago oh the beat kicks in and something happens to switch it up but with this it's like just the beat you know he's doing that thing where he's like oh i'm dropping the beat up that's what makes it sound more epic you know and you know what i mean and it's just like but no since you know for me i've already heard the sample so i'm not like you know blown away with it. i'm just like how are you gonna mix it what's gonna happen and it's like oh you were just gonna do this you know it's the thing where it just kind of feels derivative you know this final track um all praise uh wait what is wait, it a, a, a pita yeah it's all praise do is due to Allah? Is oh, that okay. I, I forget I exactly. Know. I think that's. I think that's what it stands for. That feels um, right. <laughs> that feels appropriate. <laughs> you got a sentimental track. Uh, Jay Z sounds like he's about to fucking break down and cry Dude, I, any fucking second. I was man, and you hear that really sad fucking guitar going on underneath. Oh man, I, I actually this is one where I actually liked that it was you know lengthy like that because you can hear like how he was saying it and at times when he would stop and like repeat it in a way that sounded like 
oh, I just got too choked up there. Oh, let me do that mm. over again. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't wild about it, and that, and that always feels bad to say about songs where you know when it's, it's the, personal. Yeah, you can't hate this because it's heartfelt. It's the same way I felt about the uh, the Eminem song Mockingbird or something like that. I remember getting flagged. It's like, no, you can't hate it because it's a song about his daughter, so you have to say it's good. Yeah, it's like I don't care that it's like a personal thing or a thing that happened to you. Like, I don't think anyone who's listening to this album is bumping this song a second time. Like, they know to shut it off after. I don't know. I, I uh, think it's just too sad to listen to it. <laughs> I, I would say anyone, even fucking fans, would know to shut it off after Fruits of Spirit. Like, you're not listening so? to the seven-minute Ezekiel's Wheel. No, not Ezekiel's not Wheel, no. <laughs> you're not listening to this last track again. You're not fucking bumping it. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, it just kind of felt like there wasn't a lot there either. Mm. Like, does that feel right? Like, well, um, it, it, it kind of feels a bit empty. I took it in, uh, I enjoyed it in the same way of like it being sort of a meditative sort of song, right? Mm. Uh, it, it, there's one song on Riz's album, Digital Bullet. Something goes on for a long time, and it's like this Jamaican dude, and it's like, but you're feeling it, you know, even though like Riz is not coming in and this part's going on really long, but it feels like, no, but this is supposed to be like, this is the reference you're supposed to give to this part, you know? And so it felt mm-hmm. cool in that way. Jay Electronica said something about like, you know, after my mom died, I looked through her texts all day, like, you know, they were the the nourishment I had or something like that. And I was like, oh, oh man, okay, that's, that. you put yourself out there, I gotta reward that, <laughs> you know? Overall, what did you end up getting? Uh, I give it a three and a half. I got a three. Yeah, I, I was originally gonna rate it higher, but as, as we're talking about it, like, <laughs> the stuff that's awkward just kept poking out, and this is like, again, it felt... Un, unbecoming of an album that's trying to sound as epic as it as it's trying to sound, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure people who were super hyped for this, you know, I'm sure, or at least I hope, you know, they weren't let down. I'm sure some people will, you know, talk like it was the shit regardless. Check the genius comment section, you know, I'm sure there's some flame emojis down there, you know? Oh, a lot of fucking crying <laughs> emojis, I'm sure. My face every time. <laughs> Like, if you cry every time. <laughs> you need a fucking Spongebob GIF or a Patrick GIF in there. Yeah, it's not the someone on it's fire, not genius. You know? yeah. But that about wraps it up for this week's episode of the Going Off Podcast. Um, I hope we were able to provide a escape for you if you've had a, um, if you've been having a rough go of it. Uh, we took last week off because I was going to have a rough go of it. So I just want to let everyone know that, you know, it's okay to take breaks. It's okay to take a step back and take care of yourself and put you first. If you're in a position where you can, you know, focus on your own uh, mental health and your mental well-being and your emotional well-being, uh, take the time to do that. It's definitely, it's more than wealth it, and you are your number one priority in that way. So definitely uh, look out for you. And all the things you do. Yeah, care about yourself because no one's going to care about you more than you do. <laughs> no one out here praying for me, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if there's an album that you would like to hear us review on the show, head on over to our Kofi. That is ko-fi.com slash going off. It is a one-time $40 donation for an album review and a one-time $50 donation for us to review an album that you personally made if you're an up-and-coming uh artist and you're looking for a little bit of exposure or just someone's opinion on your shit we're here to do that for you for 50 bucks but do be warned that we will be completely and brutally mm-hmm. honest if it, work. definitely check out my station ad you know rap mm-hmm. critic uh get dab get with get with it act like you want it because i'm playing dope shit over there and i really like doing it so you know come through and listen mm-hmm. to what i'm fucking playing L- listen to what the the mainstream uh, radio won't play man <laughs> but uh, they're just censoring no. you man you know he's like i joke about it but it's like it's actually serious because it's like i do try to listen to radio sometimes and it's just like I've already heard these fucking songs, you know? It's just like, even on the old school radios, it's like, there are so many songs from the 80s that you guys are not playing because it's just like, well, oh, these yeah. are the songs that everyone uh, has, you know, market tested and it shows that they like, so we're going to play the, you know, Aerosmith Dream On for the 70th time, you know what I'm saying? If it's a, uh, you know, Billboard Top 100 shit you're after, uh, I'm, d- I'm doing uh, and continuing to do my uh, stream streams on Twitch 
uh, twitch.tv slash rap critical where I listen to the top 100 tracks on the Billboard's top 100 and just sort of, you know, play video games and give my takes on them as we listen to them. You know what I'm saying? So you can come through, get cultured on what was popular in uh, 1970, whatever the fuck. We're going through all the years. So uh, right now we're on 1978. Uh, last time we, uh, the last time we did it, it was 1977 and the Star Wars uh, song uh, like the theme for Star Wars, as well as the uh, the seventies ja uh, the seventies disco remix was on oh, it. Oh fuck! And the seventies wow. disco remix was higher charting. <laughs> it's like oh shit. <laughs> But yeah, so definitely go through. There's lots of fun shit, fun surprises, you know, songs you know and love, songs you, that were forgotten for a reason that we can all laugh at. Uh, <laughs> it's like, dope. quit acting like, oh, music was better back then. No, bitch, it wasn't. <laughs> but until next week, if this is your first time listening to us, uh, big, big thanks. Uh, all of our old episodes are on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube. Uh, whatever works. I, th I feel like I said YouTube twice. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't know. We're doubly on YouTube. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of tired, but we're, <laughs> we're, uh, we all? <laughs> who can relate? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a sleepy woo. It's the best I can do. Uh, until next week for the Going Off podcast. I'm Muse, and I'm Rap Critic, and Gip Gip Giggity. Gip, 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 gip.